Hey, this is Cody. And Kevin. And Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives. John the Baptist. Who is John the Baptist? That's a loaded question. I know, but okay, so uh, chapter 3, John the Baptist has not been introduced yet. Mm-hmm. Who is he? This is what we're about we're to gonna find out. We're going to find out? Yeah. Yes. Perfect entry. I know. So, okay, so um, chapter 2 ends up where they uh, go to Nazareth. And that's where Joseph, Mary, and Jesus are. And then in chapter 3 it says, uh, in those days, which I take to be, I wonder if you guys take this, in just in those days where Jesus, Joseph, and Mary were living in Nazareth. Herod has died. They're living there. In those days, John the Baptist came. Like, saying... Well, what would the alternative be, I guess? Well, that's my interpretation too. Is just like he's just saying, like in this time. Yeah, like saying back in the day. Oh yeah, John yeah. the Baptist yeah, came. Yeah. Like yeah. that's just the way nope, to say. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near." Um, okay. So who is he? What does so? What does verse one tell us? Verse one and verse two tell us about who John the Baptist is. He's what? a prophet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's he doing? Preaching. Yeah, preaching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's he's preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and his message is repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's so I was thinking about this. Um, it's not. <clears throat> so there's a bunch of options that we would have, and it's interesting that Gary just talked about this the other weekend. Um, we could fill it in differently. Repent so you don't go to hell. Repent so you go to heaven. Mm-hmm. He says repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Um, how does that land on you guys? What do you, kingdom of heaven, come near, repent. Why do you need to repent? Because the kingdom of heaven has come near. What do you guys think? Yeah, for me, it, it's the idea of uh, change your ways. Right. Uh, lead it kind of the idea like die to your old self yeah uh, and you know the kingdom is coming and so uh, you know if you're living in a way or manner that's not the way of what's taught yeah and, and you know uh, fulfilling what God instructed yeah then you need to leave that behind that's right and yeah. the kingdom of heaven is coming so right you have, yeah you have to change your ways and leave that behind and follow this new journey in this new way path yeah uh to your salvation that's right so here here's my question what's this new journey because unless you're so my my thinking is we have uh the jews who follow the torah mm-hmm. and then we have people that are not living of this world who are this the sinners of the time okay and then people are who are going to listen to john the baptist and jesus so what is, or yeah, what is John the Baptist telling us to repent from as to being a sinner and not living of, of like living of the world sure. mm-hmm. or of living of the Torah and he's telling us that Jesus is coming and to follow Jesus? It's a good question. Um, it's interesting as I think about that. He doesn't say what to repent from. Mm-hmm. He tells them why they need to mm-hmm. repent. Right. Repent 
for or because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Mm-hmm. Not repent because you've done this or that. Oh, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not what I was... Okay. Yeah. 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 Repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Mm-hmm. So, at least... And we'll flesh it out as we go through. At least in John's mind, in his understanding of the Hebrew scriptures and how God is working... Um, uh, he has a message. So who is John the Baptist? He's a person telling those who hear him to turn from the way they are living mm-hmm. and embrace the kingdom of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is maybe sounds like a peculiar statement today because more often than not, when people talk about repent, they say repent, um, from being a sinner and don't be a sinner anymore. Right. Okay. There, and we'll talk about sin. So I started looking, um, through the rest of the new Testament, whenever repent comes up, Mm -hmm. how is it used? What words are used around it? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see when it comes up in Matthew 21, which we'll get there eventually. Um, it says, repent and believe Jesus. Yes. So there it's not, Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's repent and believe Jesus. Mm -hmm. So in that context, it seems like repentance was due to the fact that they weren't believing Jesus. Right. And that's kind of the the foundation of my question that I was asking. Okay. Right. So, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Are are we repenting because Jesus is coming? And we're we're switching from the old covenant to the new covenant? Mm. Or... Like, what is the purpose of the repentance? I guess I, guess so, I didn't uh, I see what you're solidify saying. the question okay. there. Yeah. So, uh, reading the Challenge of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, he talks a little bit about this. Uh, and to right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, about, um, you know, why some of, you know, why Jesus said, no, you have to baptize me, not me baptize you, uh, right? Yeah. Because, and that's why I said, like, John the Baptist is a prophet, right? Like, so, in following the story, right, he's fulfilling what the prophet Isaiah said right mm-hmm. and so it's this idea of you know there's a transition right so I, I don't my understanding from what NT said in my reading is that I don't know necessarily that it's repenting of uh, the Old Testament or, or the Torah living by the Torah mm-hmm. right I think it is more of you know this is you know under the law of which we used to live mm-hmm. but this is what we're promised Right and the the Messiah Jesus yeah. is here. Yeah. Right. Right. It's it, it, coming. It's coming, it's coming right. near. As, right. As, yes. as the prophet Isaiah said, and as mm-hmm. it's spoken. Right. And so yeah. it's um, the way NT kind of explained it is you know it's that transition. And John the Baptist was um, very revolutionary in pushing um, in his teaching to that uh, message of what Jesus would have taught. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because I mean, you're living by it, the law very strict right mm-hmm. and Jesus very um, very different kingdom right um, based on a kind of uh, not kind of a very different way of thinking mm-hmm. right and so like he talks about um, things would have been handled in a, in a more martyr battle sense back then in the first century right uh, when you're overthrowing kingdoms, right, or establishing kingdoms, right. it's going to be a, it's a battle, and we're the rulers now. That's right. Which yeah. is what they thought was going to happen, and that's what's happened, right. you know, prior to all of this. That's mm-hmm. how things were handled, and Jesus comes in and he's saying, he's preaching opposite message of that. Right. Like, my kingdom's here, but we're not going to battle in, in the sense that you think. Mm-hmm. 
and that you're used to. That's right. Our this battle is much different, much greater than yours. That's right. Than what not yours, but what you're thinking, right? And so, right. Like, um, John the Baptist, right, is is that kind of uh, entry or yeah, I mean transition. I think is is would be a fitting word of you know we're living here, right? But God promises us this, and this is what God's bringing us. Would you say and we're moving here, preparing, preparing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. John the Baptist prepares I mean, the way yeah. for Jesus. Yeah, and and, and where does that that comes from? What you said through the prophet Isaiah, that quotation: "A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, mm-hmm. make straight paths for Him." That's yeah. what John the Baptist is doing. Yes. He is preparing the way, and how does he prepare the way? Mm-hmm. He announces that the kingdom of heaven has come near, and if you want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven, you may not be a part of another kingdom. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. there's yeah. not one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You're here, you're not. That's right. right. Yeah. To be a part of the kingdom of God is to turn from other kingdoms and to be mm-hmm. uh, fully invested in that kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Isaiah quote, I. I want to uh, zero in on this for a second because it's um, it's interesting what we see. So in Matthew, in the English translation that we have, uh, it says, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. That comes from Isaiah 40. Mm-hmm. I want to read the long quotation of Isaiah 40 and give the context of, of what's going on. And then I want to focus on um, two words in there, one word in particular. Isaiah 40, verse 1. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord. Note, uh, the Lord is in caps there, Yahweh's hand. That's the Old Testament way of of, uh, talking about God's personal name. This mm-hmm. name here is not general God explaining who this being is in the way that God explains that. This is like saying God's name is John. God's name is Sam. Yeah. God's name is Yahweh or the Lord here. So has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling. And here's the quotation in, in Matthew. In the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, for Yahweh. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley should be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, and the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. Okay, what I want to focus on is the Lord there. The Lord in Isaiah 43 is in all caps because that's Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Go back to Matthew now. And let's look at Matthew chapter 3. The quotation there, even though Lord in our English translation is lowercase because it's quoting the Greek, not the Hebrew, mm-hmm. it's still talking about Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So when, when Matthew writes about John the Baptist saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near, and then Matthew comments on what John the Baptist is saying and says, this is he who was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. What did the prophet Isaiah say? Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. 
John the Baptist is saying that um, who is coming? Not Lord in general, right. like Master, right. Lord as in Yahweh. Right. And if it's Lord as in Yahweh, <laughs> who is coming? Who was John the Baptist preparing the way for? What person? Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is who? Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I think Matthew is trying is showing us. Yeah. Is that okay? Here's here's John the Baptist. Repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Mm -hmm. John the Baptist is fulfilling. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, Old Testament prophet Isaiah, yep. who talked about Yahweh preparing the way for the Lord, and, uh, and John is saying the same thing. Except yep. in in this context, Yahweh is the man, the the God man, right. Jesus, right. the one right. who was born right. in chapter uh, two, in chapter one. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's amazing to right. me. Yeah, it's easy to miss. It's, it's just a slight difference, but it's yeah, a huge difference. It's a huge right. difference. Yeah. yeah, We often have conversations about uh, people arguing about whether or not Jesus is called God in the New Testament, which I'm comfortable enough saying he's called God a number of times, mm -hmm. plainly. And we'll talk about those as we go through. Yeah, right. But more often than not, he is called God in a way that we wouldn't necessarily think of it. Mm -hmm. And it's in yeah. these instances. Yeah. Why is a quotation about... Yahweh from Isaiah being put on Jesus mm -hmm. because Jesus is right. Yahweh. Yeah, I mean, I that's who John the Baptist is preparing the way for. Right. Is Jesus right. who is the embodiment of Israel's God. Mm -hmm. He is Israel's God in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, it's a, it's super neat. It uh, is like that. Uh, I mean, you could have numerous episodes just on you know Lord. Lord in all caps, oh, yeah. Yahweh, the examples, yeah, and so yeah. it's like, it's neat to, to dive into yeah. just uh, one example or instance of, yeah. of that. Right. And, and, I, and I don't want to make it sound like our English translation is wrong. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What the English is, is quoting, the English is, in, is a, a translation of Greek. Mm -hmm. And in Greek, there's the way that they would say there was no way to say Yahweh in Greek. Yeah, just it not was, word. yeah, right. it was Lord, Kyrios. Mm -hmm. That's how that's mm -hmm. how it was written. Yeah. But Kyrios is a translation of Yahweh in the Old Testament through a bunch of steps, mm -hmm. and we could go in more into depth if we right. if we did some episodes on that, which I think would be good. Right. Your English translations are good. Mine is, you know, right. NIV, ESV, New American Standard. All those mm -hmm. translations are solid. It just, it takes a little digging to mm -hmm. get, right. you know, work through the yeah. text a little bit and see yeah. what's happening. And it's like, it's there and it's amazing. Right. No, yeah. Um, so, okay. Right after that, uh, John's clothes made of camel hair, leather belt around his waist, mm -hmm. food is locust and honey. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Who is that? Mm. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going somewhere. <laughs> we can come back to that later. What were you going to say? What do you want to talk about with it? Um, go ahead. No, I just for me it's like why is Matthew so specific in that? Yeah. Okay. And uh, like clothes of camel hair, leather belt, mm -hmm. food of locusts and wild like. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know that that would have been the norm. No. 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 no I don't think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's no. like you know it's obviously important. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. 
because, okay, 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 8. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 8, it says, uh, it, it, we don't have to go into the whole context, but they replied, he had a garment of hair and, a, and, had, leather, and had a leather belt around his waist. The king said, that was Elijah the Tishbite. Later on in the gospel, we're going to read about um, Jesus talking about uh, uh, John the Baptist being the fulfillment of Elijah mm -hmm. is coming on this. So it makes sense why yeah. he's quoting. Yeah. 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 And he's uh, John the Baptist teaching yeah. and preaching Isaiah and exactly. Matthew making it relevant. Like, yes, this is exactly. Yeah. So when your question, Franklin, was who is John the Baptist? He is, he is a prophet of old. Yeah. He is like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Isaiah and I'm going to put it on Jesus because this is, this is the message. I'm going to wear clothes and live like Elijah did. Mm -hmm. It's, it would be unmistakable uh, to look at um, Elijah in that day, know your Hebrew scriptures. You go, oh, that's like, or, or to look at John, John the, the Baptist, Baptist right. and to go, that's like Elijah walking right, around right, here. Right. What is he trying to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, he's... He knows I'm preparing the way. We yeah. The way. Yeah. 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 So to figure out who John the Baptist is, I would encourage people to go back and read your Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Look at who Elijah is. Right. Look at what he did and mm -hmm. the things that he said and how he, he had a heart for the Lord and how he um, went against idol worship and did all these things. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's that's who John the Baptist is, man. He wants to draw people to God. Quite the uh, quite the answer. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> well, well, and it and is a big question, right? I mean, it's yeah. a lot to yes. to get to the, uh, not even get to the bottom, but scratch the surface. More like that's right, right. Uh, right. Who John the Baptist is, and right, yeah. Um, so moving, you know, deeper. Yeah, people went out. Uh, uh, went out to him from Jerusalem, Judea, whole region, Jordan, confessing their sins, baptized him uh, in the Jordan River, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, just again, emphasizing that point of, yeah. you know, this isn't another rabbi, this isn't another, right? Like, people sought after him because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there was a reason. Yeah. And, yeah. Know. But then we're going to have a turn in the story here. It's going to get ramped up. So <laughs> Sharp left. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They were confessing their sins and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. We're talking about John the Baptist, John the Baptizer. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. But in verse 7, when he, John the Baptist, saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he, he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves... We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. That's Elijah. Yeah. That's Elijah looking at the people who are, who are uh, saying one thing and doing another and saying, I will have no more of that. Mm -hmm. What were you thinking? I would say... Speaking of preparing the way for Jesus, yeah. this is the first parable. Okay. Well, not the first parable from Jesus, obviously, but I would yeah. say like the first metaphor. Of like, what? Of preparing good fruit. Okay. Or producing good fruit. Yeah. Uh, like, 
like you said, they're saying something, doing another. Mm -hmm. Jesus speaks about all the time that good trees produce good fruit. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. Bad trees cannot produce good fruit. That's right. And and the speaking of uh, a sinner cannot make a disciple of the Lord. Yeah. Only a disciple of the Lord can make another disciple of the Lord. Sure. Yeah. Right. How do you know what a tree is? Look at its fruit. Right. Because it won't lie. Right. Right. Whatever fruit is being produced. Yeah. So he says, that's a great point. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And then later he tells the Pharisees and Sadducees, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. So, so John is concerned. Don't just give me a bunch of talk here. Live your life in such a way that when somebody looks at you, they, they yeah, right. your life testifies to your repentance. You don't have to open your mouth and say, I'm done doing what I did before. Your life will be a, a testimony that you're done doing what you did before. Yeah. Which, I mean, it, it, it talks like, uh, for me, like the, that must have been, you know, something that was common then, just like it is now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. But are you living a life of yeah, that's what right. Jesus calls us to do? Right. Which right. is an honest, yeah. good question to ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not again, not that, you know, are you Christian? Are you going to church every Sunday on Sundays? Or not the, not that those are bad things. Oh, they're, they're right? good things. They're great things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're called to much more than that. Yeah. Right. And John the Baptist here is like, Come on, guys. Like, right. Live out what what you're saying. Right. Because what you're saying doesn't mean anything right. unless what's underneath shows out. So, right. Yeah. What kingdom are you living in? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like this whole portion, right? Um, John talking to Pharisees and Sadducees. Mm-hmm. Uh, picture that comes to mind, right? Uh, a boxing ring with an announcer. Right? Okay. That's what, like, that's the image, right? And it's like um, John the Baptist announcing this fighter that's coming to the ring saying, you know, here's this guy, like, you guys better be ready for him. Like Jesus is one of oh, I see like Jesus saying, is yes. the fighter. Okay. And John the Baptist is, is announcing him and saying, "Hey guys, like, okay. you better repent. Like, we got Jesus, and you guys are, are calling on on Abraham, mm-hmm. but this guy I'm calling on, yeah. Oh, he's much. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And like it was like this crazy mental image because it like his yeah. language is very, uh, it, it's very distinct. It's very short sharp in some senses he's not of, pulling any punches with what he's saying yeah I mean he calls like, it vipers right like he's yeah. not holding back right and, and so uh, that's the like the mental image that yeah. I immediately not me, but thought of when I'm reading through this and it's like you know the axe is ready at the foot of the trees every tree doesn't produce so we cut down and throw it in the fire that's mm-hmm. right he's not sugar going right and, no and right. it's not He's not being a jerk. No, no. He's being honest with them. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being a jerk and getting in somebody's face and quote-unquote preaching the gospel while making them feel terrible. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being in a situation full of hypocrisy mm-hmm. and you want to cut through that hypocrisy as right. best you can. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all an understanding the context yeah. of what he's saying this. Right. That's right. right. Because if we go around saying things like this today, that's not going to be taken the same way necessarily that's right. uh, as what it would have been in first century. That's right. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, Pharisees, Sadducees, they're, they're living this life, you know, holding on to certain things and living mm-hmm. a certain way. 
saying a certain thing but not necessarily living it yeah and like you said it's like you gotta cut through that yeah and get to the yeah. you know this is what i'm right. talking about yeah. yeah who warned you to flee from the coming wrath mm -hmm. like why are you guys down here <laughs> like what's right. what's going on here right you you know i'm baptizing are you do you want to get baptized do you want to repent or are you just watching me well it's like to catch here. me in what i'm doing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, just it like, is. Here. like yeah oh hey you know priests and, and teachers Jesus? Okay. Yeah. They leave. Yeah. Hey, Magi. Hey, what? when was he actually born? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's that same idea. Of, yeah. And, well, I mean, there's other instances of, you know, what that looks like for yeah. uh, people in first century to look at and say, uh, you're not supposed to be doing that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the Jewish culture then, right? And what? Like, yeah. It, it's this idea, um, shoot, uh, Maybe it was Gary he brought it up, but, um, or MT maybe? This idea of like, um, you know, they would, Jewish people back in the day, they would draw a line and say, if you go past that line on a Sunday, you're working. And they'd, they'd run a string. And That's they, right, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They would do something. That's like, right. You pull the string and it feeds your animals because your animals need food, but if you cross that line, then you're working, mm -hmm. right? And like you're splitting hairs at that point of all that. And it's yeah. like, that's what Jesus came to, to free. Uh, of that, yeah. you know, of that law and establish a new kingdom. That's right. But, yeah. 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 So he says, so he says to them, uh, acts already through the tree, trees that don't produce good fruit, they're going to be cut down and thrown in the fire. And then he further says, I baptize you in verse 11 with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fart, uh, fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So, in the midst of uh, a few verses, cut down the throne of the fire, baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire, burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He, he's, uh, um, talk about getting somebody's attention. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what, what John the Baptist is doing here. Um, but he's being honest with them. Why are you coming here? What do you want to do? I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, but the one who comes after me is greater than I, and he is going to take my ministry to the next level. That's right. Yeah. You can't even carry his shoes. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, sandals I am not worthy to carry. Then verse 13, Jesus comes to Gal from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. Right. <laughs> to be baptized by the one who just said, I can't even carry his sandals. Right. Yeah. And and, go ahead. No, you can, because I think we're going to the same, the same place. Um, yeah, and like, so thinking about like John the Baptist, mm -hmm. right, and saying, I can't even carry his sandals, but Jesus is so adamant. I'm like, no, you're baptizing me. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. and wondering, I could wonder myself, like, you know, what was John, how was John thinking? Or like what, obviously he, he knew of Jesus, you know, coming mm -hmm. and like what that meant. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, is he not feel worthy? Yeah. Well, like, that's what he says. Is it, you know yeah. what I mean? And so like, is, is it this yeah. idea of, you know, he's not adequate, so he can't do it. Right. And Jesus is still calling on him and like right. working through that of like, you know, Jesus, I know you really want me to do this, but yeah, like you're Jesus, you're God, you're Yahweh and I I'm not right. I can't. That's bigger than me. Right. That's more than me. And right. so, like, yeah. 
I need to be baptized by you, mm-hmm. and do you come to me? Yeah. Like, this whole thing is backwards. And you alluded to it earlier. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to, just how astonishing, how, hum, like, humbling that would be yeah. in John the Baptist's shoes. Yeah. Like, we, he's already a prophet, but even for a prophet to, like, I shouldn't be the one baptized. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. isn't this backwards? Right. Like, shouldn't right. you baptize me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Jesus will say later on, John the Baptist is the greatest person ever to be born of a woman. Yeah. And then he continues and says, but the least in the great in the kingdom is greater than he. But the way that Jesus sees John the Baptist is, man, he is head and shoulders above everybody else. And yet, so the king, so Herod, being the king, wants to snuff out, wants to kill the rightful king. That doesn't work. Then the rightful king... Instead of coming to John the Baptist and saying, zip it, I'm running the show around here, <laughs> says, will you baptize me? Right. I need to be baptized mm-hmm. by, you're actually going to baptize me. Right. I know what you think about me. You, I need mm-hmm. you to put me in the water here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, so that goes to the, the baptism, mm-hmm. actual baptism of Jesus, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this and fulfill all righteousness. Mm-hmm. Then John consented. That's right. Like, I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily excited about it. <laughs> yeah, like, right. He, you know what he I mean? Consented. Like, he consented. <laughs> right. Like, okay, Jesus. He like, I'm going to do this because yeah, I know no, that fine. it's to fulfill righteousness. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know that he actually was, yeah, I can't wait to do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas, like, right. the human mind in me says, well, heck, yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. Right. I'm the one that baptized Jesus. Right. Right. But jo- goes to show who John the Baptist is, mm-hmm. what he stood for, and what he was preaching. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, just like I said, speaks for yeah for what he is, who yeah. he is. Absolutely. So I'm just trying to picture this next part. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water at that moment. Yeah. Heaven was open, and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Mm-hmm. So. Again, just trying to picture how John the Baptist was baptizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in a sense that Jesus went up out of the water. Uh, when I when I picture a baptism, I picture someone getting placed underwater. Yeah. Not so like to me, it sounds like he came up out of his own free will, wasn't helped up, or uh, I'm just trying. To, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm there. trying to visualize. Yeah. So I think. Um, I think what Matthew is saying is that when John took him and put him in the water, when he brought him up out of the water. Mm -hmm. So then as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. Okay. You know, like John helps him up. Jesus stands up. I'm not sure exactly how that would work, but I think that's what what Matthew is getting that there. Um, And then at that moment, a bunch of things happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He saw uh, at that moment, heaven was opened. What would and, that look like? Well, <laughs> it might look like the Spirit of God descending and alighting on him and a voice from heaven speaking. Like, yeah. That would be a pretty good... I mean, even still trying to picture that, it's like... Yeah. A fly on the wall. Like, okay, okay. so then, uh, right, like a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. Uh, with him, I am well pleased. Yeah. Okay. Who heard that? Did everyone hear it around? Hmm. Was it just John the Baptist and mm. Jesus? Was mm. it just Jesus? Mm. Well, I would... Yeah. Because if, Be- it's, if it's the Spirit of God coming down, right, and a voice saying mm-hmm. this, did the whole world 
Mm-hmm. Right. Just that. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, because obviously God is greater than the planet we live on, the world we live in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Because he focuses message on that one spot. Is that right. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know because mm-hmm. it's like, um, if if people around it heard it, yeah. obviously they're going to listen. Right. Right. I mean, given the culture, the context, um, most of them were probably Jewish. Yep. They would have understood faith. And that would not have been foreign to them, yeah. right? Necessarily, and so, who? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, people were following John the Baptist mm-hmm. right, as a preacher already. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course so they were. Everyone following him yeah. heard it. Like, I, I don't know. That, right. That I, mean, I was just that idea of yeah. You know, who heard it was just the, the curiosity. And, yeah. It's and, interesting that other times when God speaks like that will get to a point where he speaks and then people say that it thundered Mm. some hear what he says others say it was thunder yeah like so so that makes you know what did it sound like it sounded like maybe thunder Mm -hmm. but those with ears to hear or those who he was speaking to heard the voice of of from heaven saying this is my son with whom Mm-hmm. I love, or whom I love. And, okay, so, so zeroing in on the baptism here, there's so many things going on, mm-hmm. and I want to I just talk about a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the baptism, uh, why, why is he getting b- baptized? So there's two particular stories in the Old Testament that have to do with water. One is the Exodus, where they are, or I'm sorry, the first one in chronological order here. One is the flood. So in Genesis 5, God um, with Noah, right? Is that the beginning of the flood? I think yes. it is Genesis yeah, 5. Yeah. So. Um, the flood. He's going to, there's there's evil and, and violence throughout the entire earth. God is going to flood the earth and start over with one family. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is the earth fills with water. It says that water comes from the bottom and water or water comes from the ground and water comes from the sky. Um, every living thing crawling on the earth, men, women, children, uh, animals, they perish except for those in the ark. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ark comes through the water and it rescues one family. So through the water and it rests on the mountain Mm-hmm. Um, Peter will even describe baptism like that. He'll, he'll say that baptism is like the flood. It's that a family went into the water, and then they come up out of the water, almost like a dead in new life. Renewed. They've been put to yeah. death yeah. in the water, and they've come out a new life. Mm-hmm. The second story that makes me think of is the Exodus. The Israelites are freed from Egypt. They come to the sea, and they need to cross it. And what goes? What happens? Moses parts the sea. Mm-hmm. Well, God through Moses right. parts the sea. <clears throat> the Israelites go through the water and come back and come out on the other end. Yeah. And so, so Jesus, what story is is Jesus telling here? I think people who are, again, like you pointed out, the Jews of the day, the people who reading there, even the Pharisees and the and the right. Sadducees. They yeah, the, the Hebrew scriptures, they know what's being told in there. What picture is it where God with us, Emmanuel, um, uh, the Lord, 
back in uh, um, uh, verse 3, Matthew 3, 3, mm-hmm. prepare the way for the Lord, he goes into the water and then comes out of it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's it's that theme, or maybe it's not necessarily a theme, but it's that um, picture image, that yeah. yeah, Jesus is continuing that Old Testament mm-hmm. storyline. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, uh, we've already had this idea a couple of times come up of like, there's uh, things that happen throughout the Old Testament that mm-hmm. the people of that time are going to look at what Jesus is doing or yeah. has done or in his life and say, I recognize that. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it, not a thing. I know it's very intentional. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. there, there's a reason behind that. And of course. That's because, right, like God, uh, Jesus is, is transformational. Yeah. In right. his new kingdom, right? And yeah. so how do you take uh, a people living under one law and show them the new law? Yeah. Well, you can't just rip them out of that and say, yeah. stop doing that and do this. Right. You have to, I mean, with everything, guide them yeah. and say, hey, look, yeah. you know this, but this is the same thing, just different. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, right. um, we're just, not destroying that. Right. That, we're not that is still, saying that was worthless. Right. We're right. saying we're moving forward. There, there's a, a new way to do this. Yeah. Right. And, and, these, what, yeah. Mm-hmm. and those two things are linked together right. somehow. They're not right. separate. Yeah. And, and that's easy to. Yeah. to fall to that thought process of yeah. they're separate and they're yeah. not they're not the same and they're not right. interconnected and it's like right. when we started this trying to figure out you know where do we start yeah where, where do we start talking about right it's like it doesn't matter if we start in the new testament there's so many connections right. that we can pull that's right right off from the old right. but it's like it, it's going to flow together right. and that is neat the the yeah. fulfillment so many times right. or so many different examples or just doing things that it shows right what well we and just in the first three chapters yeah <laughs> yeah uh, of, right. of one gospel and isn't yeah. it interesting that Matthew saw fit that in his design of his gospel he puts the baptism of Jesus in the very beginning Mark doesn't do that right um uh John it's in a okay that's in the beginning it's in a different mm-hmm. way that John is doing things um Luke is different yet but Matthew uh he is he starts with a genealogy he has clear quotations from the Old Testament from mm-hmm. Malachi and Isaiah and then he has this this uh Yahweh walking around goes into the water and comes out of it has another interaction with water and is the kingdom of God and repentance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the thing that I forgot about. Uh, not unlike where earlier, where it doesn't come out and say Jesus is God or Jesus is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. We infer that and we get there through the connections from the quotation of Isaiah mm-hmm. and going back and looking at it. Look at who the characters are in the baptism. We are Trinitarians because of things like Matthew 3. 16 through 17. Jesus is in the water. Jesus comes out of the water. He's he's one. The Spirit of God is there. And the Father is there. This is my Son. All three of them are there at one time. How does Matthew... So I want to jump to the end of Matthew's Gospel for a second. We'll get there later. But Matthew 28. The Great Commission. 
Therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matthew, obvious, Matthew has yeah. bookended his gospel with, I want a baptism scene here, and I want to end with Jesus talking about baptizing and making disciples. Yeah. And oh, by the way, uh, you know, just as an aside almost, it's going to be the Son, the Father, and the Spirit in both right. spots in that gospel. So there's no questions about there it. There should be right? no yeah. question about that, man. Yeah. you got to work hard to, to not see that, yeah. Yeah. that connection. Yeah. Well, not necessarily not see it, but... To ignore it. Right. Like, once it, if you don't see it, fine. God bless you. Like, I, there's a lot of things I haven't seen. Right. Once you're shown it, though, or once it's revealed to Do you... Don't acknowledge it. And, don't don't yeah. ignore that thing. Don't right. try to push it down because there's so much... So much there. Um, one thing that I meant to mention earlier. So, um, verse 15, chapter 3. Jesus mm-hmm. replied, let it be so. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Yeah. Um, I, w- I was looking at that when I was thinking about, like, was John happy to do it? Mm-hmm. And it says, you know, then John consented. Mm-hmm. In other translations, um, it, it's to fulfill or uh, to suffer it now. Instead of fulfill. Okay. Yeah. Right? And so that is where it kind of led me to that track of, um, was he happy or not to do it? Right? Because in other translations, it talks about, you know, suffer it now for all righteousness. Okay. Rather than fulfill it for all righteousness. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's just a, a translation thing of the NIV and the um, word for word versus idea for like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if there's, if that kind of answers the question of, you know, was John happy to do it or was he doing it because he knew it was the right thing to do yeah regardless right. of you know setting aside all of his personal feelings and thoughts of yeah. i don't feel worthy yeah but i know it's the right thing to do right so that is a good segue or almost a launch into a different discussion about english translations mm-hmm. because uh your quotation of of that comes from the king james suffer it to be so now mm-hmm. um what suffer meant when the King James was written in 1611 um, was uh, it meant the same thing as saying, allow it to be so. Mm-hmm. So like there's um, another spot in the gospel where, where Jesus speaking, so the disciples get upset and they say, have these kids go away. They're rushing around you. They're getting in the way. And Jesus says, um, allow the little children to come to me. Allow them to come. In the King James Version, at that point, it'll, it will say, suffer. suffer the little children to come unto me. Gotcha. And it, and it just means... Let them... Yeah. 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 So... Right. Okay. Yeah. So that one, that's just... Which is an interesting thing. Yeah. Because if you're reading the King James Version and you're not aware, mm-hmm. you're going to make a... A different, uh, a different yeah, mm-hmm. interpretation and application based on an English word where its meaning has changed. Right. We right. no longer use suffer like that no. anymore. Yep. And, and that's, I think that's where it, that would definitely. Yeah. That, that could trip you up a little bit. I don't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And again, not that the King James is bad. No, just you know, digging deeper into yeah. to figuring out yeah. more, and that's the basis of yeah. you know what we're. Yeah. Our conversations are is just a better understanding through asking questions. That's exactly right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so right. Yeah, because yeah, if you wouldn't have brought that up, there's yeah, we got to talk about it because you yeah, that's yeah. good. That is a good example of yeah, what we're doing here. Uh, yeah, I mean that's premise of conversations on Jesus. That's right. Yeah. So so 
Matthew 1, 2, 3, we've gone through, and now we get into, uh, we're going to see some more Old Testament stuff. Uh, surprise, surprise. We're going to get into, <laughs> into chapter 4, but that'll be good. Yeah.